Hello. Hello, everybody. Hello, Bruce. Hello, Simon. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you today? I'm feeling in fine fettle. Are you? Yes. That's good. Yes. So, um, who are we? What is this? I'll、uh, let you explain. Well, we are voices. Well, yeah. everybody has a voice. Most people have a voice, but we use ours professionally because we're、mm. voice artists, voiceovers, voice actors, whatever you want to call it.、Indeed. We do the voices on stuff. Yes. And Simon and I have been、uh, friends for a while now, and we both have common interests. We both like facts. We, we both like useless facts, ideally. <laughs>、uh, <laughs> the more useless, the better. And and we're both fascinated by. The world, I think, generally the world, actually. Yeah, yeah. And、um, with, with these podcasts, we pick a subject which we think is going to be quite dull. Hopefully, turns out never to be dull. <laughs>、um, but、uh, we don't discuss what we're going to be talking about. So it could be that Simon and I. One day we'll have researched exactly the same things, and it'll be quite sort of yes, I know that. Yes, yes. <laughs> But mostly it's. Oh, you've researched that, have you? Great, because I didn't. <laughs> we seem to complement each other well. <laughs> we do, and I think it works really well. So, what are we talking about today, Simon? What's the what's the exciting and interesting subject that we're going to be discussing? Well, Bruce, on this week's episode of Factorally, we are going to be talking about flags. Oh, we didn't say what the what the podcast's called together, did we? That's all right. I've just done it. Okay, fine. Flags, you say. Flags, I say, yes. Are you talking about sort of like flags of all nations? I'm talking about all sorts of flags. I'm because I'm about... not. Are you I've not? Deci- I've decided, with one exception, <laughs> I'm not going to talk about anything to do with national flags. Now I've picked one particular national flag. I wonder whether we've picked the same one. We'll find out in due course. <laughs> we will. We will. <laughs> so, Simon, what's the definition of a flag then? It depends where you look. The Oxford English Dictionary definition. Of flags is、um, long-winded and awkward、uh, and, and confusing,、um, but the Merriam-Webster dictionary says that a flag is a piece of cloth with a special design that is used as a symbol or for signalling.、Um, the word flag, written as it is written in English, first appears around the 16th century. It's one of those words that etymologically we're not 100% sure where it comes from,、um, but there are suggestions it might come from the Norse word flaka. Meaning to flutter, or possibly the Proto-German word "flago," meaning flat.、Um, but yeah, so that's what a flag is. So, I mean, the earliest flags that I could come up with were、um, sort of either Chinese. Those, you know, when you watch those Chinese、uh, epics, where like the, the the martial arts epics, where there's like a ma- two massive armies, yes, and they've got those f- things fluttering in the breeze that they're、Absolutely. sort of practically wearing, sort of strapped to their backs. Yeah, Though, I mean, those are banners actually, but a banner is a sort of a flag. Yes, and and early Chinese banners are sort of d- dynastic and quite interesting.、Mm. Um, that that there's often a dragon. Mm. On on these Chinese banners, okay,、um, but you can tell the rank of the person whose flag it is by how many claws the dragon has. Is、It's、that so? It's a bit、so? like stripes on a on a on a on a,、uh, on a uniform, on a military uniform. Yes,、oh, wonderful. So if it's like a、uh, if it's a five-toed dragon, that's the emperor, 
right. no question at all. That, okay. You know, the emperor has a dragon with five toes. Yeah. The princes, his his children and his like chiefs of staff, the people, mm. you know, the generals, have dragons with four claws. Right. And people lower down the pecking order have dragons with three claws. So, Wonderful. like you know, relative, you know, cousins and and nephews of the, of the emperor, or yes. um, sort of less less senior people in in the armed forces, yeah. have have three toed dragons. But they're, they're, I mean, they do go back to I mean, you know, is it, I mean, Egyptians didn't really have flags as such. They had three mm-hmm. D things, a bit like the Romans had, like the the eagle yes. on the top of a pole. It's not right, really yeah. a flag. It's a it's a symbol. It's a standard, isn't it? I think yes. um, standard is a word I, I kept coming across. I came across the word I've never heard this before: vexiloids. Ooh, mm. uh, which is a word you that can suck totally... those for your throat, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> not these types. Um, apparently, I, I think I think this this word is a relatively new invention, twentieth century, but it basically means flag-like things, which okay. is useful. Um, but it certainly comes about from uh, the Roman word vexillum. And a vexillum was a, a cloth banner suspended from a crossbar on the end of a spear, which is exactly what I think when I think of a troop of, of Romans you know, marching along. Yes. Uh, specifically, for some reason, I'm thinking of Asterix cartoons. But, <laughs> but there we go. Yes, Romans that is equals. A, uh, do you think of Romans quite frequently during the day? Oh, un- unendingly, yeah, all the time. Every time I walk on a straight road, <laughs> every time I pick up a an, an army utility tool. Yes, exactly. Yeah, every time. Um, so yes, they had they had these things. They, as you say, they often had just a static image rather than a, a fluttering piece of fabric. You just had a, a long pole with a sculpture of an eagle or a snake or a, whatever it was, and. These things are here to denote something that can't be easily um, said out loud over a large distance. I see. Um, so, you know, you either have your army all walking around going, Oi, I'm with the 5th Battalion. Or you have a big flag or a banner or a standard or something. And therefore, everyone around you knows who you are, what group you're with, where you're going, which side you're on. Um, and that's useful. It is. So I mean, they, the, 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 I mean, we have a royal standard in the UK, yeah. don't we? Which has the leopards, not yes, lions. They are not three lions, leopards. They are, leopards. they are not lions. Yeah, and um, and the salt all the all the stuff that one expects from Scotland and, and yes. Wales, yes. dragons, and all that sort of things. stuff. Yeah, um, absolutely. And and uh, yeah, so so we have a royal standard. And in fact, you know, when they say um, of oh, the flags flying outside Buckingham Palace, so the Queen's sorry, the King is in. Yeah, that's that. If there's a if there's a Union flag flying outside Buckingham Palace, that doesn't mean that the the monarch is there. Oh. The standard has to be flying right. for the monarch to be actually in residence. Okay, that's interesting. That's interesting. I didn't know that either. So th- there is, there are quite a few distinctions, obviously, to be made, and and these things, as ever, you know, they they change and they morph over the years. Um, so. All all rulers have kind of a, a personal standard, as you've just said, which denotes their their family, their heraldry, um, sometimes even their their name. And then you sort of have the flag of the nation, which is a slightly less official thing. I I read recently that the Union flag of this country is not officially 
the flag of the country. It's kind of a de facto flag that's generally understood to be the flag of this oh, wow. country. Oh, wow. Is that a bit like sort of currency being an agreement between two people to accept it? Yes, everyone knows it is what it is and yes. therefore it is. But it's not actually written anywhere in law, per se. Um, but yeah, so you sort of go back to... Um, we go back to, to the medieval times uh, uh, and um, you, know, you have you have heraldry, you have these wonderful coats of arms of all of the individual knights that represent who they are, some form of symbol, emblem, uh, with an animal and their own particular personal colours, and that tells you who that knight is and, and who he's fighting for and who he's related to. But yeah, so if you're, if you're following a particular knight, a particular leader, a particular ruler, it's good to have some kind of emblem so that you know you're following the right chap. It strikes me as being really silly because... This standard being the, the flag where the person in charge is hmm. or where somebody senior is. Hmm. I mean, if, if I had a bunch of archers, hmm. the, first, <laughs> the first thing I would aim at, rather than aiming at the soldiers coming towards me, would be to get <laughs> as close as I possibly could to wherever the flag was and assume that the people standing around it were quite senior. Brilliant. Yeah, that's a great idea. You should be in charge of, of military operations from a thousand years ago. <laughs> um, I believe there was... Uh, there, there was a tendency for, I mean, not all battles, you know, obviously there are famous battles where the king rode out right in front, um, you know, to, to lead the men. But there are examples of, of the, the, the leader of, of whoever, it, whoever it was hanging back and observing and giving commands from a distance. And his standard bearer, the guy who bore the standard, yep. would either, you know, stay with him out of harm's way, away from the arrows, or sometimes, you know, ride ahead in front of the troops so that the troops were following that flag, even if they weren't actually following the person in question. Yes, like a, like a proxy. Yeah. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Good. And the king can kind of sit back and go, oh, there goes another standard bearer, bet get another one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, with, but wasn't there a thing like if, if you drop the flag or, you know, you mustn't let the flag touch the ground or something like that? Yeah, I don't know whether standard, that is, is actually accurate or whether that's just Shakespeare making stuff up. For, yeah, for lols or movies, <laughs> or movies. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's it's a symbolic thing, isn't it? That yes. that flag so represents the king. Yes, that if the flag falls, that's it. You you're done. Yeah. There is something about the the royal the royal standard though, which is which is the UK royal standard, mm. which is quite interesting. Mm. Which is if there's a a, a sort of like a, a major tragedy. Somebody mm. dies or there's a big tragedy somewhere. Mm. Generally what happens is that the flag is lowered to half-mast. Yeah. The Union flag is lowered to half-mast. However, the standard is never lowered to half-mast. Oh, I see. What it can have, which is quite interesting, which is what this podcast is all about, <laughs> is a thing called a morning cravat. Oh, hello. Okay. <laughs> so it's actually quite literally a piece of ribbon that's tied around the end of the flagpole like a cravat. Mm. Um, so you don't have to lower the flag to half-mast to mm. show your respects. Um, you can actually just tie a cravat around it. Oh, I see. Which is around, around the top of the flagpole. Right. How but there, there, is, there is a system for lowering a flag to half-mast. I don't know if you know this. but I don't. What you have to do is you have to put the flag all the way up to the top. Mm to show that you could have put the flag all the way to the top. 
Right. But then you decide to lower it. Oh, and not to halfway. It's about two thirds of the way up. Because okay. that visually looks like about half. Because you're looking at it from a distance. Yeah, because you're looking up and from a distance. The battlements so get in yes, the way of the bottom. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So, so it's, it's all the way up, down by two thirds, and tied off. And if you want to, you can put a, if you've got somebody who's got a long enough ladder, you can put a morning <laughs> cravat on the top as well. Flags are very, very useful, mm. and in in several different ways. You can you can run up the flagpole, mm. and you can run a whole message up a flagpole, which is which is absolutely lovely. Mm. Um, and in the show notes, I'll put a I'll put a, a, a key code to what each flag means. Oh, goody! Um, Can't wait for that. But there are there are some fascinating things. Like I remember. My late father-in-law talking about, because um, he was from the coast, talking about ships coming in, flying the yellow flag. Yellow, it's called the Yellow Jack. You know we call it the Union Jack because it's a small yes. flag? The, the Yellow Jack is a, is a yellow flag oh, uh, okay. on, on, a, on a boat. Right. And the yellow flag on a boat means that there is something contagious on board. Oh. And you shouldn't try and board the ship. Um, you should basically just leave it alone until yeah. whatever whatever malaise is affecting the crew right. um, has passed or the crew's all dead or one or right. the other. Um, but, yeah, so the yellow flag means um, death. But you can send entire messages uh, mm. just running flags up flagpoles. Mm. Or, or actually they're generally not up the flagpole. They're generally up a sort of a line that, uh, that's attached to the flagpole. So they're okay. more diagonal. Yes, okay. okay. Um, there are lots of different colours in yes. them. And one of the colours of those flags is is just a pure red flag. Okay. Or And it's quite a pretty uh, red flag, hmm. uh, which basically says danger, there may be explosives on board. Oh. Uh, it's a warning. It's, a warning flag. Red is a warning, yeah. Red means danger. It's a, It's yeah. a warning. And one of the most dangerous things at sea about 400 years ago were pirates. Ah. Aha. In fact, you, I, I'm not going to talk like that because you can only talk like a pirate on September on the 19th. National Talk Like a Pirate Day. It is. I've made good use of that in the past. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But if you are a pirate and you are wanting to fly a flag and you don't want to fly a flag of any particular denomination because you don't want to say that you're a member of the British Armed Forces doing a bit of mm. uh, a, 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 little, a, a little bit of looting on the side. Mm. Um, and you fly a red flag, which okay. is pretty. And as the French would say, it's a pretty red flag or a jolly rouge flag. Hold the phone? <laughs> really? Now. Jolly rouge. Jolly rouge. Jolly Obviously, Roger. because we're not, we don't let other countries let us dictate how we pronounce stuff. No, no, not at all. You're we quite will right. pronounce it our own way and Jolly Roger. Do, it, do it wrong. Jolly Roger. Now, is that substantiated? Well. Because if that's, if that's true, that's one of my new favourite facts. So <laughs> I looked up the Jolly Roger and I, did, and I looked into the, the basis of the Jolly Roger with the skull, and, the, what people call the skull and crossbones as yeah. well. Now, there are three different... Um, explanations of why it's called a Jolly Roger. The first one is that there was a Pembrokeshire pirate called Bartholomew Roberts, the dread pirate Roberts. Oh, yes, I've heard of him. You have. Yeah. He was known as Barty, Barty Doo or Black right. Barty. Right. Doo being 
uh, Celtic four for black. Okay. Um, and he had his personal flag, which was a skeleton on a black background. Mm. And other pirates just liked the design and copied it. Yeah. Uh, but Barty, uh, this this guy, uh, Bartholomew Roberts, wore a bright red coat. Oh. Um, and so the French nickname, nicknamed him Le Joli Rouge. Right. Which is another explanation. Red. So as a pirate corrupted into Jolly Roger and came to mean the flag rather than the person oh, that's who, awesome. who flew it. But uh, this this guy, um, uh, Bartholomew Roberts, or Barty, was, was, was quite an interesting pirate. He was rather straight-laced. He banned drinking on all the ships, so he, so he didn't have any no, no rum allowed. Yo-ho-ho and a bottle of mineral water, please. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He insisted on early nights for the crew, <laughs> and he never attacked anybody on a Sunday. This is not typical piratical behaviour. Yeah, he was killed uh, in an encounter with a Royal Naval ship uh, back in 1722. Probably right. on a Sunday, I would think. <laughs> Ironic. <laughs> but there's another, there's, a, there's another explanation, which, yes, which, is a, which is even weirder. Right. Which is that there's another possibility that English pirates in the Indian Ocean began to refer to the red flag of Tamil pirates... Mm-hmm. And there, there was a, the, 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 the leader of the Tamil pirates was a guy called Ali Raja. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. And they corrupted his name to Ali Roger and then yeah, Ollie Roger oh, yeah, and they corrupted yeah. to Jolly Roger. Right. So one way or another, it all comes down to the fact that we Brits can't be bothered to learn other people's pronunciations of their own words. And we yes. corrupt it and we make it into something that we can understand. So the, the English flag is a red cross on a white background. Um, it used to be the other way around. It used to be a, a white cross on a red background. So somewhere around the... The Swiss have that, though, don't they? They do, yes. I mean, it's not much of a nation, but the flag's a plus. Oh. Where's my drum sound effect? <laughs> I'll plug that in later. Going back into to medieval times again... Um, Philip of France decided to make his country's flag uh, uh, a red cross on a white background. And um, England, Henry II, I think it was, decided to go for a red cross on a white background around the same time. No one knows why, but at some point or other, they decided to swap. (laughs) (laughs) And from that point forward... It sounds like a drunken evening, doesn't it? I'll tell you what... (laughs) I really like your flag, Philip. I really like your flag, man. I'll tell you what we should do. <laughs> Let's swap them over. It's possible. Um, but, yeah, so, so ever since then, the English flag has been a, a red cross on a, on a white background, um, and that has been, you know, come to be known as the, the flag of St George and is therefore used in many countries that have St George as their, their patron, patron saint. So that led me to think about the Union flag. And... Uh, I'd never really looked into it, but the Union flag is uh, a, a cross between the flags of England, Scotland and Ireland. Um, sorry, Wales don't get a look in because at, at the time, around the 1500s, Wales was so a part of England that their flag didn't count. Sorry, guys. Not even a small dragon in the corner or anything like that? No, no. Oh, well. Sorry. It's a shame. Um, but yeah, so the Union flag is a mixture of that, of, of the, the flag of St George of England, Red cross, white background. The saltire, 
which is a diagonal cross, like a crisscross shape rather than a plus shape. The saltire of Scotland, the white saltire on a blue background, and the saltire of Ireland, which is a red saltire. Put those three things together and you get something that looks roughly like the Union flag. Hooray for the red, white and blue. Except that's the American That's flag. America. <laughs> <laughs> but talking of... OK, this is the, this is the only go. national flag that I actually researched. And I want to talk yes. about burning them. Because yes. I've always thought that like burning, a, burning an American flag was like a... a, a, a right. It like says that you're rebellious. Yeah. It says that you, you know, hate the West. It's all, it's, it's all that sort of stuff going on. However, Americans burn flags on Flag Day. And Flag Day in, in, in America is June the 14th. Right. And it, it, it goes to the adoption of the, of the flag in 1777. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when that, the basis of that 13 original states and all the multiple states since in, in the stars mm-hmm. um, w- was adopted as, as the flag. Mm. However, we all know that flags get tattered a bit and they all get a bit, a bit scruffy. Yeah, sure. But what do you do? With a scruffy uh, American flag, you can't you can't just chuck it in the bin because that, that would, would be, be disrespectful, insulting, and disres- yes. disrespectful. So they have what they, they what they call they retire them. <laughs> okay. So uh, so you can retire an American flag. You fold it up. You know you see these you know at funerals and things. They've 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 yes. folded the American flag properly. Yes. So you fold it properly and then you chuck it on a fire, ideally on June the fourteenth. Right. So that's then a respectful way of retiring a flag. So all over America on that day, old, worn-out, tattered flags are given a send-off. Yes. Huh. Yes. And, that, and they call that day Flag Day. Great. Whereas in the UK, we also have flag days. Right. But our flag days are more to do with charity. Okay. I don't know whether you... You're probably too young to remember this, but these days when you, when you donate to charity, they give you a sticker to stick on your lapel. Or, yes. Or, or you, can get, you can get a nice badge. Yes. Um, but um, when they first started doing Flag Day, they were actually a piece of paper that was, ro- that was scrolled around um, a pin. Okay. Uh, like, a, like a normal sort of dressmaking pin. Yeah. And that pin was what you put in your lapel. And mm. this was started by a, a lady called Agnes Morrison, in Glasgow, just after the First World War, to right. raise money for soldiers. Okay. And so she would go around selling these little flags. And, and I'll, I'll put some pictures on the show notes. They've got little, yeah. they're quite, some of them are just straightforward Union flags. Some of them have got little messages on them oh. as well. And they, and they are delightful. And um, when I was growing up, they still did these little pieces of paper as flags that you put in, your, that, that you sort of pinned to yourself. Right, okay. Uh, now, now it's more likely to be a badge or a, or a sticker. Yeah, but that's yeah. but a flag day is generally a day when you give to charity. Right. So another another area of flags that I had a quick look into. So we've talked about um, the fact that they can be used for for signalling, and you mentioned the, the the flags that one one uses at sea to to transmit a message. I had a look down semaphore, and. Um, Semaphore, for anyone who doesn't know, take a look at the show notes. There we go. Um, you have two flags. You have a flag in each hand. And the position in which you hold those two flags represents either a letter or a number. And therefore, you can wave these flags around in, in particular positions to spell out a message 
uh, and and the person at the other end of wherever it is um, knows that code uh, and 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 can decipher that and and turn that into the message that it's meant to be transmitted as right. Um, I didn't realise this, but this is a, a more modern handheld version of an old semaphore system which involved semaphore towers, uh, which there's one fairly, fairly near me, actually. There's a semaphore tower up on a hill that was part of the Trafalgar Way that um, had a series of towers from Mm -hmm. Greenwich to the sea uh, where the fleet was kept, and they transmitted signals from one tower to another to another by use of uh, large mechanical arms. So (laughs) you picture the the two little semaphores. Sticks, huge sticks. Big sticks with a, a plank on the end. And uh, these these arms were mechanically shifted around into different positions um, in exactly the same way that a a person holding two semaphore flags does. Or the other method was um, to have a a light shining in in this tower and sort of shutters in front of it. And those shutters would be mechanically opened and closed one by one in different orders, in different uh, sequences, so that the light showed this this particular um, signal. And I had I I had never realised. I looked into pictures of these mechanical semaphore towers, and they look um, alien. <laughs> they're quite. They're quite. Yes, it's a bit like sort of stick men. But you have to make sure that each of the towers on the way is manned. That the person mm. who's in the tower is actually looking in the right direction. Yes. <laughs> Brilliant. And but you can get a message from from Admiralty Arch, and well, you could get yeah. a message from Admiralty Arch down to the sea, uh, that fast. And, of course, you know what the most famous message in semaphore is, don't you? The most famous message in semaphore is new, unknown, James vocalist, or N-U-J-V. Now, James was the full name of James Paul McCartney. Ah. So if you look on the cover of Help, the Beatles album, Mm -hmm. they're all doing semaphore. Yes. And you think, oh, that must be the semaphore for H-E-L-P. And That's it what isn't. I'd always assumed. It isn't. It's the semaphore for, well, it depends. In the UK, it's the semaphore for N-V-U-J, uh, which is how Robert Freeman shot it that right. way. But in America, they switched two of the Beatles around. Right. So in America, it reads N-U-J-V. <laughs> right. And this is obviously in order to signify the fact that Paul McCartney had recently died. Yes, but no. (laughs) Given that he's still alive. (laughs) Or is he? Or is he? But yes, so so semaphore uh, NVUJ is probably the most famous message that means nothing in the world. There is, however, one flag that we haven't mentioned yet, which is probably the best recognised flag in the world. Um, Have you got a handkerchief? No, I'm a tissue man. You could still wave a tissue. Okay. Oh, the the white flag of surrender. Well, is it surrender or is it truce? This is a a big thing because if you wave a white flag, does that mean I've had enough? Hmm. You can do what you like, or does it mean let's parlay, let's have a chat, and, and um, oh, don't, okay, yes. don't kill me while I come out? Yes, I think I see it more of a, a time out thing, yeah, than a, I completely quit. Yes. 
So, so that that was started. Well, it could have been started by the Romans in the Punic War in the sort of like uh, 69 AD. They, they they had like sort of white sheepskin things that they would wave to say, you know, whoa, okay, give up. Hmm. Um, but it could also mean a truce. It could also mean, um, you know, let's let's have a chat. Maybe we can settle this amongst right. ourselves. Okay. Um, but the, the the white flag is is so well known now that you know mm. sort of putting up a white flag is is known globally as yeah. like don't kill me I'm either yes. surrendering or I want to chat yes um, and it's so powerful this this piece of cloth with nothing on it at all because mm. we've been talking about like very complicated standards and all mm. sorts of things so this one piece of cloth with nothing on it mm. is so powerful that it's actually in the Geneva Convention, you are not allowed. It's illegal to feign surrender with a white flag. So you can't put up a white flag and go, oh, come on, you know, we, we surrender, come on in, really sorry, and then kill everybody as they come in. Right. That's actually illegal under wow. the Geneva Convention, and you can like, be hung for it, hanged for it. Right, wow. Um, so, yeah, the, the white flag, massively important. I briefly thought of another type of flag, which I could have sworn you were going to do, and therefore I've done no research on it whatsoever. Um, racing flags. I have done research on racing flags. Boom. But, but, but go ahead. That, no, 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 no. Um, I deliberately didn't do any research on it because I thought, oh, Bruce will have that one covered. And he did. Look, I didn't actually have to research. To be fair, I didn't have you to just research. Know it anyway. I just knew yeah. what they are anyway. They're all mar- <laughs> there are basically martial flags, um, which tell you various different things, like you're on fire, <laughs> or you're being a naughty boy, or okay. there's 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 a uh, dead chickens on the track, or what. what right. it, it could, could tell you anything. So, so you have to be careful about. And I'll, again, show notes, blog, yeah. Yeah. factorially.com. Absolutely. There'll be a key to show you what they are. But what's it, what I found interesting was um, that um, they sell uh, the checkered flags used at events. So, for example, um, in 2014, they, the, uh, in American events, they generally wave two checkered flags. Yes. I've and they're that. usually quite close to the track. Yeah. So there's some madman out there waving two checkered flags. Yes. Um, and the ones from the Indy 500 in 2014 recently sold for $2.5 million. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow. And selling, selling the checkered flags off afterwards, for, usually for a good cause that's motorsport-based, yeah. um, is, is a thing in America. Yeah, so, so I mean, car racing flags, I mean, everybody knows the checkered flag. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the origin of the checkered flag possibly um, was, was an old tablecloth that somebody used to signal the end of a race. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, usually, you know, probably a French thing, because right. uh, the, the French do have those nice black and white checkered uh, tablecloths. Do you have anything else on on flags? I have a couple of records. Oh, go ahead. Obviously, was this biggest flag, longest flag? Yes. <laughs> oh, cool. Excellent. Let's, flag. let's go for this one then. I don't think there would be an awful lot of points awarded for guessing which nation has the world's biggest flag. Would it be China? Okay, I will award points then because that's not <laughs> the answer. It's the good old US of A. Is it really? It is. There is a flag um, 
Onhoover Dam, which was installed there to commemorate the 1996 Olympic torch relay. Okay. And this flag, known affectionately as the super flag... (laughs) Yes, in a sort of subtle, understated way. Very subtle, understated way. Um, 505 feet long by 255 feet wide. That's a lot of sewing. Isn't it? And is, the, it, what, is that the, is, is that the uh, It's the American, American flag. flag. Uh, as, as it would be. It's, it's sitting on Hoover Dan. It, it represented the Olympic torch relay going through America. So, of course, it's the American flag. <laughs> Each star on this super flag is 17 feet high. <laughs> Blimey. That's, that's, that's a big star. Three of us. Standing on each other's shoulders, <laughs> isn't that incredible? That's a lot. Um, and you see a photo of this thing, and you just you just can't fathom the scale of it. You, you, it looks like it's either a regular sized flag with a miniature Hoover Dam, or or, or you, you, your brain just can't quite handle the yes. size of this thing. Yeah. It's phenomenal. That's crazy. Um, by contrast, the world's smallest flag, one point one seven eight micrometers in length. So about a hair, even less a than hair's a hair's width I think. in length. It's it's tiny. Yeah. Um, you can't see it without an electron microscope. <laughs> it's printed uh, on on a or carved into a, a wafer of silicon, and um, it was created by the Institute for Quantum Computing at Waterloo. And um, whose flag is it? It's the Canadian flag. Aha! Yeah. So there America has the biggest, and Canada has the smallest. So that's it for flags, I think. I believe so. I'm out of um, I'm out of flaggy facts. I think I've fluttered and flown all my flag flag flag. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> How about you? Have you got any more? So should, should we lower the flag and uh, yes. fold it up neatly and, yes. uh, and and call it a day? Let's do that. Which is what you do at the end of a day in in the armed forces. Obviously, so you take the flag down. Yeah, yeah, with a nice bugle blowing in the background. Yes, last post. Mm. Well, thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this uh, this this flag flagged podcast. Have you, in fact, could you flag it to your friends? Oh, that's good. Why don't you flag flag this? Flag it yes. in a post yes. on social media. Do that. And in fact, if you want to comment, we have our own Facebook page, which mm-hmm. nobody really uses, but but we're starting. To, we're trying to get people to use it a bit now. <laughs> so if you want to if you've got a question or you want or you've got an idea for a subject that you want us to raise or any kind of comments on this um please go to our facebook page and 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 put it there post, post it on our facebook page or um if you're listening to this on a podcast player there's probably some way you can give it a five-star review so that would be good if you would like to if, you know, no no even if you don't you. want to <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Please do. What else can they do, Simon? Oh, they can do all sorts of things. They can like, they can subscribe. Uh, people can go to our YouTube channel where we've uh, we've, we've got a, a slightly visualised version of this audio podcast ready for your perusal. They can engage with us. They can tell people about us. They can uh, shout it from the rooftops. So thank you, for, thank you all for listening. Please come again next time. And ta-ta till then. Cheerio. Have fun. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye.